Welcome to Peabody's Pursue the Art of Noticing. I'm your host, Elizabeth Wynn Marshall. Thank you for joining me. You're listening to Season 2, Episode 10. If you're a new listener who is discovering us for the first time, well, we're especially glad you're here. We hope you'll dig down into the archives and give a listen to past episodes of the podcast. You will find conversations with a visual artist, a puppeteer, more than a couple of writers, fiction and nonfiction, the director and founder of a spiritual retreat, an Anglican priest, and, well, you get the picture. <laughs> if you're returning as a regular listener, we are extremely grateful for that because the gift of your presence here here is a valued gift. You said yes to the invitation to come and listen, and you're continuing to say yes. Today, my guest is Libby John of Art and Faith Conversations podcast. I hope you joined us last week for part one of this two-part series. Last week, I introduced you to Libby and to her work as a singer-songwriter. Libby's music is sacred, soulful, lyrical, and prayerful. Preparing for this interview has offered me the chance to marinate in both the lyrics and the melody of songs such as Plant Me by the Water, Cypress, and Such a Love. Pull up a chair, pop in your earbuds, and join me for my conversation with Libby John. She joined me from her podcast chair in Minnesota for a rich discussion about art and faith. There is a backstory to how this interview came to be. It is rather long and circuitous, grace-filled route. As a writer and lover of story, I see the value in each line and chapter of the larger story. Perhaps for now, the most important piece of the backstory is this. This conversation was punctuated by grace. Listen in as I ask Libby a few questions, and she answers with grace and eloquence the hallmarks of her time as my guest here on the podcast. Libby, welcome. There are so many different places uh, I want to take this conversation. Um, Can we start with the concept of your podcast, Art and Faith Conversations? I love the focus of the podcast and would love to hear more about the birth of the podcast itself and a little of your podcasting journey. One of my favorite parts of being a podcaster is meeting people, hearing their stories and bearing witness to the creative passions of artists. I would imagine you've had the privilege of hearing some beautiful stories um, via the podcast. Can you speak a little to that? Elizabeth, so glad to be here with you. You know, I've always been a creative type and a deep processor and thinker and always had strong interests in music and dance and the performing arts, even at a really young age, even though I didn't really grow up dancing. I was actually a little older when I started more formal training. But In my teen years, those really formative years, I was a part of a church that had a lot of really visionary ideas for integrating the arts. And so I started dancing there and I just really developed my art and faith kind of grew simultaneously, which is kind of unusual. 
and they grew as a result of one another. And so I never really separated the two. And it was just really obvious to me how they worked together and how creativity was such an integral piece in how we related to God and how he related to us. And so many years of that and many years later, the podcast came out of this frustration that I was hearing and feeling from Christian artists for years. I was having these conversations anyways from artists who felt isolated or like they didn't have much of a spiritual community who really understood them or supported them and also who were needing to see and hear from other professional artists out there who weren't compromising their faith but rather they were talking about the power of God in their lives and how their relationship with God was fueling their creativity even in the professional realm. So with the podcast, my hope and this vision God gave me was to pull artists out of that isolation and out of that frustration and tension of wondering if their art and faith needed to be kept separate and rather to gather people into community through conversation, even though it's a digital format, to have these conversations together. And so I've had all kinds of artists on, dancers, authors, painters, writers, actors, and I've also had pastors and theologians and professors who are talking about theology and art and how it's vital to our spiritual identity. So it's been really exciting actually to watch the podcast grow and that community grow through these conversations that I get to have on there. So yes, I've had some really amazing conversations and heard beautiful stories about creativity and how that's impacted lives and communities and relationships with God. I had a pastor on. He's a pastor and theologian locally here, but um, he's pretty well known as well and has written some books. And he wrote a book called Seeing is Believing. And I had him on the podcast to give his teaching on imaginative prayer and how we can really experience healing and transformation when we allow God to be the center of our imaginations and really picture him with us and dwelling with us or right in the room with us and I even had a listener email me after that episode and tell me how now she imagines Jesus actually in her painting studio with her holding her paintbrushes along with her while she paints So just kind of some cool stories have come out of some of these episodes and guests that I've been able to talk with on the podcast. Can you share a little with listeners about a recent and perhaps a favorite creative project of yours? You are a singer, songwriter, choreographer, writer, and podcaster with so much artistic ability. Uh, That's a lot of ground to cover. Perhaps you can share a little bit about your deep well of inspiration. You certainly seem to have a keen awareness of beauty and a sensitivity to noticing it and incorporating it into your various artistic endeavors. I've listened to your music recently in preparation for the podcast, and your music is a true gift.
of those people who have a lot of ideas and vision, so sometimes it's actually hard for me to focus. And I try to discern through prayer what God is leading me to work on or prepare for in different seasons. Like last year, I didn't even do much music, but I'm feeling that stirring again to start writing more songs and just see what comes from that. And I actually just finished a really fun project I've been doing the last couple of years, um, producing and choreographing a dance concert that my colleague and I, we work on all fall with some dancers then we formed a small dance company with and we choreograph it and set design and costume design and we just really give students they're kind of older students and then alumni and young adult pre-professional dancers who really kind of want a dance company experience but they're not doing that professionally and so my colleague and I have kind of allowed and enabled that opportunity through doing this show every February we do it. So I don't always feel like this really inspired person, even though I have a lot of different avenues of creativity. Um, sometimes it can be confusing or frustrating when I have a lot of vision but don't know what to do with it. And I know a lot of artists and creative people feel that way. And you know, we don't always need to act on or publish publicly our ideas. Like sometimes a song is just for you. And even the songs on my album, both albums, but the first one, especially the EP Out Into the Deep, those were actually just prayers. I started writing through song form after coming out of just a really difficult time in music ministry and worship ministry at the church we were at at the time. Just some really hurtful experiences and I wanted to leave music to be honest. And instead, God just really prompted me to go sit at my piano and he told me, well, I'm not done with you and music. And so that's what I did. I just sat at my piano and I wrote these songs as prayers, really just to heal and process through some of the experiences I'd had with different relationships. And I was not expecting to share them publicly, but eventually it was a good year of just processing and praying through those songs. And just a lot of healing took place in my heart and God then said, I want you to share these publicly and I had to yeah just really trust him with that process and kind of surrender those prayers to him in order for him to use them to minister to people in a way that was beyond me you know eventually you get to this point where you give away your gifts you surrender them you go through that breaking, and then God asks you to give it away, just like with communion. There's the blessing, the breaking of the bread, and then the giving of the bread. And so that's what happened with those songs and how those songs came about. Writing is such a good discipline to practice, and I've always loved writing, and actually 
I've always felt like I was a better communicator with writing, but it's also one of those things that takes so much headspace and heart space that I sometimes would find myself avoiding it, which I'm sure you can relate to because I don't know if I can always go to those vulnerable places, but I really like writing and I especially am drawn to writing more devotional type of pieces that prompt deep thought and spiritual reflection. But along with my creative arts background, I just love mixing media and pairing writing with a song or a short contemplative video. And so my Lent series I published last year, I did that where I have a short reading and then I pair it with a short like two to three minute video of just contemplative visual imagery of nature and I pair it with music and actually the musicians that provide the music for my podcast Salt of the Sound they they live in Hong Kong now but they were in Sweden they just recently moved so um, they gave me permission to use their music for those videos and they're just really beautiful and just kind of open up space and prompt you to just reflect and really experience God's presence with all of your senses, with hearing and seeing and um, even movement, maybe the music prompts you to move a little bit. So that's what I really like to do with my writing practice. I'd love to leave you with some final words and final thoughts about creativity Humanity bears a distinct signature mark upon us that no other thing in all of creation has. It's the imagination, and creativity is this conduit for it to bring the unseen into a tangible reality that transcends our finite reality. So to be creative is to be human by divine design. And no other living thing on earth bears this mark. And the first thing we learn about God is that he is an artist as well. He called forth things into existence that were not there before in this miraculous story of creation that we read about. And artists really do the same thing. We name experiences of the human condition. We name possibilities. We name experiences with God. And art is this highway where heaven and earth meet and artists have a role that they can give us language for things we cannot express otherwise. And creativity in the arts really open portals for us to experience God in these vivid, tangible ways. So I just really encourage people to dive into that and explore that in different ways and allow God to raise up within you Maybe there's new giftings or new perspectives that he wants to show you through your creativity, which we all bear that mark, that signature mark of creativity that he's given us. One project I am really excited about right now is kind of in its infant stage, but it's a vision God gave me back in 2017, and it is a nonprofit that I just launched this past year called Vivid Artistry. 
and it's really to create opportunities for spiritual growth and build creative community through vivid, tangible experiences with the arts. And so we just had our first retreat last November, and it was small and intimate and very organic, but I could just really feel the groundwork being laid for what God was wanting to do and wanting to continue to bring forth through this vision. So it's still in its infant stages. I have a page on my blog that kind of tells about it, but I'm also in the midst of building its own website. And so, yeah, that's kind of the biggest project right now that I'm really excited about. And it's just growing really organically and kind of what I've done with the podcast and gathering people really all over the world now. I have listeners all over South Africa and Sweden and all kinds of places. But I would like to do more of that kind of face-to-face and on a local level and really bring more community and foster more community even just on a local level as well. So that's kind of my heart behind Vivid Artistry and the new newest project I have going that I'm trying to grow. We are living, breathing tabernacles for God's presence to dwell. When we build, create, dance, design, sing, paint, or chisel, then we have the opportunity to incarnate put flesh on his presence as we beautify the earth with acts of creativity. Artists are continually pushing the boundaries of the unseen and the not yet. They dwell in that threshold where heaven and earth collide. Art can act as a mediator for the tension between those two places and connect us to the way we were meant to live in communion with our Creator. Art gives language for the deep ways we were created to commune with God. With the breath of God that Adam received in the garden, he also received the image-bearing mark of creativity. The very first thing God asks Adam to do is to collaborate with him by naming the animals. This tells us that art is relational by design and a way God created us to commune with him. Art and creativity participates in the story of redemption because it brings forth the new, what did not exist before. It articulates the imagination. It incarnates truths we know in our hearts but don't have language for. And it names conditions of the human soul that we cannot put words to ourselves. It awakens our identity and our purpose of being made new.
Thanks so much, Elizabeth, for having me. It was an honor. Libby, I believe we first met perhaps through podcasting or through Hope Writers, um, a community of writers that we're both a part of. In terms of your writing life, is there one particular genre that you're focused on? I'd love to hear more about your writing life and anything you'd like to share about our shared love of the written word. And finally, I ask Libby to share with us something about a creative project she's currently working on, something that is holding her interest and passion in her own creative life. And I ask her to share some final thoughts on creativity, art, and faith. Listen now to Libby John. I'd love to leave you with some final words and final thoughts about creativity. Humanity bears a distinct signature mark upon us that no other thing in all of creation has. It's the imagination. And creativity is this conduit for it to bring the unseen into a tangible reality that transcends our finite reality. So to be creative is to be human by divine design and no other living thing on earth bears this mark and the first thing we learn about God is that he is an artist as well he called forth things into existence that were not there before in this miraculous story of creation that we read about and artists really do the same thing we name experiences of the human condition we name possibilities We name experiences with God, and art is this highway where heaven and earth meet, and artists have a role that they can give us language for things we cannot express otherwise. And creativity in the arts really open portals for us to experience God in these vivid, tangible ways. So I just really encourage people to dive into that and explore that in different ways and allow God to raise up within you. Maybe there's new giftings or new perspectives that he wants to show you through your creativity, which we all bear that mark, that signature mark of creativity that he's given us. One project I am really excited about right now is kind of in its infant stage, but it's a vision God gave me back in 2017 and it is a nonprofit that I just launched this past year called Vivid Artistry and it's really to create opportunities for spiritual growth and build creative community through vivid tangible experiences with the arts and so we just had our first retreat last November and it was small and intimate and very organic but I could just really feel the groundwork being laid for what God was wanting to do and wanting to continue to bring forth through this vision. So still in its infant stages, I have a page on my blog that kind of tells about it, but I'm also in the midst of building its own website. And so, yeah, that's kind of the biggest 
project right now that I'm really excited about and it's just growing really organically and kind of what I've done with the podcast and gathering people really all over the world now. I have listeners all over South Africa and Sweden and all kinds of places but I would like to do more of that kind of face-to-face and on a local level and really bring more community and foster more community even just on a local level as well so that's kind of my heart behind vivid artistry and the new newest project I have going that I'm trying to grow we are living breathing tabernacles for God's presence to dwell when we build create dance design sing paint or chisel then we have the opportunity to incarnate put flesh on his presence as we beautify the earth with acts of creativity artists are continually pushing the boundaries of the unseen and the not yet they dwell in that threshold where heaven and earth collide art can act as a mediator for the tension between those two places and connect us to the way we were meant to live in communion with our Creator. Art gives language for the deep ways we were created to commune with God. With the breath of God that Adam received in the garden, he also received the image-bearing mark of creativity. The very first thing God asks Adam to do is to collaborate with him by naming the animals. This tells us that art is relational by design and a way God created us to commune with him. Art and creativity participates in the story of redemption because it brings forth the new, what did not exist before. It articulates the imagination. It incarnates truths we know in our hearts but don't have language for. And it names conditions of the human soul that we cannot put words to ourselves. It awakens our identity and our purpose of being made new. Thank you, Libby, for sharing this time with us, and thank you for sharing your music. Thanks so much, Elizabeth, for having me. It was an honor.